The car made us free, but the traffic enslaves. Compass my eyes to speed of light, like barnacle geese migrate. For Julian, the city was an image of her soul, a place both expansive and intimate. Creativity, it is an invitation from God to participate in adding beauty to the world. Welcome to a new season of Vita Poetica Journal's podcast. We're an online journal featuring creative work explored through a spiritual lens and a publication of the Vita Poetica Arts and Faith Collective. The journal consists of John Morris, co-editor-in-chief. Caroline Langston, co-editor-in-chief. Maggie Swafford, poetry editor. Emily Chambers, sharp interviews editor. Judy Coe, contemplative practices editor. And I'm your host, Julie Wan, managing editor of the journal. We're excited to give you a glimpse of the work featured in our recently published summer 2022 issue. And by way of introduction, I'd like to start off by reading our co-editor, Caroline Langston's editorial letter to the issue, which sums up so nicely where we are as a community, as well as the thematic threads tying this summer issue together. Her letter is titled, At a Loss. It's right at midsummer in the DC metro region. It's a place notorious for its heat and humidity, the original source of its moniker, the swamp. During the past couple of weeks though, there have been a curious number of cool, breezy, low humidity days. Enough of them that you'd be forgiven for thinking you were in, say, Martha's Vineyard. It's welcome, but unsettling. And then just as soon, the barometer or whatever it is tips and there are menacing clouds on the horizon, violent thunderstorms, and squawked messages on the WTOP warning not to drive through standing water. That, too, is unsettling. There's just no way to get any kind of purchase on events, some piece of solid ground on which to stand. The pandemic was supposed to be over. Russia's attack on Ukraine feels like a military campaign of the 19th century, and random shootings seem to be happening all over the place. Platitudes about civility have given way to assessments of the prospect for civil war. And I haven't even mentioned climate disaster. See Dan McIsaac's Methuselah's beard for one poignant image. It feels, in other words, like apocalypse. And I mean apocalypse both in terms of the colloquial end-of-the-world definition and the more technical one of unveiling that intellectual pedants are always trying to school us on. G.R. Kramer's traffic light is an excellent distillation of both meanings within the contraction of the poem's frame. Though I'm at a loss as to what our current apocalypse means or where it's going. More than anything, it's that feeling of being at a loss, of being overwhelmed by that uncertainty that seems to be an overarching emotion among the contributors to this edition of Vita Poetica. That recognition is especially stark in Nathan Geating's sobering short story, God Help Him, in which we see the entire skein of belief and certainty become inverted. But if many of this edition's selections seem to have an almost cosmological sense of fragmentation, many also point to ways that these fragments can come back together again, often leveraging the cycles and imagery of various spiritual traditions and finding hope and stability in the flux. Andy Oram's Half-Life, for example, takes the cosmological analogy to its most extreme extent, 
in looking at the evanescent life of the tiniest physical particle, the kaon, and the lessons it can portend for us. Eventually, it must accept the bounds of what is possible, recognize its inevitable weakening. But the kaon's life is not in vain. It took charge, faithfully carried the pulse with which it was endowed through four dimensions, and kept the cosmos on far-flung paths. In so many of the writings here, there's an interplay that shows the fragmentary, the individual, repairing to the larger whole to find shelter, and the whole finding meaning in the individual. Ellis Purdy's Praise as Acrostic finds the infinite in entropic nature, and the identification of being in an acrostic. Sarah Law's essay, The Soul, a City, very explicitly shifts from inner to outer worlds and back again. Gabriella Brand's Where We Come From limbs the essential common substance from which we emerge and that we share with others. In other words, we find the infinite in the incarnate, wherever we are on the spectrum of belief or non-belief. And as you'll see in our exciting announcement about our journey of spiritual practice for the coming year, we find it together. We hope you'll tune in next week for the first episode of our new season. As before, we'll be featuring longer works on Tuesdays to inspire your week and shorter works on Fridays so you can get to your weekend sooner. Don't forget you can always go to our website, vitapoetica.org, to listen to these readings as standalone pieces, as well as to stream the audio version of the whole summer issue. You'll have to tune into the podcast, though, to hear the authors introduce themselves and their pieces. And as always, the website is where you can learn more about us, find details on how to submit to the journal, and sign up to receive our email newsletter for announcements, events, and other news. Thanks for listening, and more soon.